You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into Locked On Cardinals for Monday, June, rather the 27th of 2022. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thanks for tuning in today. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your podcasting platforms, it's a joy to be talking to you today. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice back in the Columbia apartment for a couple days here. So back to a normal, a little bit more of a normal background anyways. And it was a disappointing weekend for the St. Louis Cardinals. Before we get into too much disappointment, I do want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts. This Cardinal team right now is starting to, to sputter a little bit. This Cardinal team is, is one that, if you didn't know it beforehand, and I feel like a lot of people were, were, were trying to tell us this and maybe weren't listening or we just thought we could do internal, this Cardinal team needs some pitching. That's where we're starting the show today. There's no question about that after you, you lose a series to the Chicago Cubs. You, you, you get off with a split against Milwaukee, so that's a good thing. You, you, you split the series. You start where you ended. You know, that might have been worst-case scenario for the Cardinals, as I talked about, but they were able to get the split. They won the middle two games, lost the bookend of those series, of that series, rather, against the Milwaukee Brewers. However, you, you lose to the Cubs at home, and I'll talk about that coming up here in segment number two, but... The, the, the first point, first and foremost, has to be that this team needs pitching. And I talked about pitching a lot on this show because it's a point of discussion with the St. Louis Cardinals team. Talked about Jack Flaherty a lot, how needed to be patient with him, and Jack Flaherty finds himself back on the injured list. I thought that before the injury, uh, you know, that second inning, Jack Flaherty showed some signs of promise in that start against the Cubs yesterday. But overall left injured, so that that is the big negative. And we talked about that a healthy Jack Flaherty is a good Jack Flaherty. I still don't think we've seen Jack Flaherty fully healthy since the first half of 2019. Is it time to completely give up on Flaherty? I'll let you make that decision for yourselves. I think that you still have to give him the full year. Hopefully the severity of his injury is not too bad, that you're able to get him back soon. But however, it's, it's going to be tough to, to go on without him. But now the Cardinals almost certainly have to be in the market for some pitching. You, you, you lose Verhagen to the I.L. You lose Henesis Cabrera to the I.L. I believe both of those are COVID-related. Cabrera hasn't gone in with a distinction quite yet as to what exactly his, um, his I.L. stint is for. But you still have those guys on the injured list in addition to they weren't exactly performing super well beforehand especially with the, with the middle part of the bullpen outside of Henderson Cabrera. So the Cardinals called up a pitcher today in Connor Capel from AAA, or excuse me, James Naley from AAA. He, he's the uh, reliever that they brought up or the, the pitcher that they, they called up. At some point, however, even though you're, you're going through all these internal options, we've seen Rondon, we've seen Fernandez, we've seen Oviedo, we've seen Woodford even. And while some of them haven't done terrible, we saw the Rondon start, Woodford's numbers haven't been bad. It is time to look external, whether that's in the middle relief market, whether that's in the starting market, or both. I think this is going to be one of those years where you need to make a move to compete because the Brewers right now are in first place by a game going into play on Monday, and they have exceptional pitching, starters and relievers. We, we, we know that. We've talked about it a lot. 
they are the upper echelon and the top notch in terms of pitching qual- the quality of their pitching. I'm not sure a Frankie Montas deal is in the work. I, I don't know the realisticness of that from a Cardinal standpoint. The return on Montas is going to be ginormous. It, I don't know if the Cardinals are able and or willing to go that big, but this team is going to need some additional help. This is going to be a type of year where the Cardinals are, are close. I think the Cardinals are closer than what people think. And I think. Regardless, even if they don't make any moves, I still see them maybe not cruising into the playoffs, but comfortably making it into the playoffs. But if they want to truly compete with the Brewers, the Dodgers, the Mets, you know, the, the Padres of the world, and hopefully on the other side you compete with the, with the Astros, the Red Sox, the, the first-place teams over there, or the playoff teams over there, rather, then this team is going to need some upgrades. I was positive on Jack Flaherty. I thought you should give him time. He's healthy. Hopefully he's healthy. I was positive on Jack Flaherty. However, now we get to a situation where he's hurt again. Don't know the severity of it. If it's super severe, then maybe you start to consider time to completely move on from Flaherty. If it's not severe, I'm sure the Cardinals are going to give him every chance in the world to come back to pitch at this major league level. Because again, I still am on this boat of the fact that a healthy Jack Flaherty is a good Jack Flaherty. But the question is, are we going to see him healthy? Because we haven't for over a year now. So you're going to need additions at the starting rotation. And this bullpen needs some help. That has been true and evident for quite some time to get to the back-end guys. And especially with one of those back-end guys and Hansis Cabrera being down right now. And you saw Giovanni Gallegos, one of the back-end guys, give up a home run over the weekend. Carl's ended up coming back and winning that game on Saturday. But you still saw the home run given up. You're going to need external help. And again, because of how close this team is, especially offensively, I think this team can compete offensively with just about everybody. Obviously losing Bader Hurts for some time, and you're still down Tyler O'Neill. So this is a banged-up team right now. But even when all those guys come back, you still have the question marks in the in the pitching side of things. When Bader comes back and O'Neill comes back, you have a, a little bit of a question mark. But it, it, when Flaherty comes back, Cabrera comes back, Verhagen comes back, you still got question marks in in that pitching staff. There's this is going to be kind of funny, but there's no question about the fact that you have questions in that pitching staff. You don't know what you're going to get from Jack Flaherty. Verhagen has shown signs. He's up and down. You don't know. Cabrera, you, he's been very solid this year. But we've already seen that, that Cabrera is not enough. This team needs external help. And we can cry for it. We, we not, not like cry like you know sad, but we, we, we can fight for it. We can ask for it. We can do all these things. But the end question has to be, how realistic is that? Because the Cardinals are not going to give up Gorman, obviously in a trade, now that he's at the major league level. They're not going to give up Libertor. They're not going to give up a Walker. And they're not going to give up an Ivan Herrera. The top four prospects in the Cardinals system at most spots. They're likely also not going to give up a guy like a Mason Wind, who's number five at most spots. They're not going to part with these top prospects, especially now that Gorman is already up at the major league level. And most likely, the the big type of moves that you're going to want to see are going to require big-time prospects being moved or full-time players. Maybe DeYoung gets on the market, able to shop him around as a 
you know, an opportunity for a new, new, new place, new, new experiences. Maybe you can revamp them somewhere else. Maybe that's an option. But at the end of the day, the realisticness of a move, of a Frankie Montes type move, or that kind of starting pitcher type move, I don't think is extremely realistic with how the, the Cardinals' history has gone in the trade department or in the lack of giving up big-time prospects. Especially now that we saw the Cardinals at, at a time get burned in the Rosarena deal. And you could argue, really big-time get burned in the Ozuna deal. Because you saw Gallon and Alcantara leave in that deal, and you saw not a lot of big return for Ozuna. So that is, again, going to make the Cardinals probably a little bit more gun-shy on making a move with giving up their big-time prospects. But that that doesn't mean that the the solution is, is internal either because we've seen internal solutions be okay for a little bit, a little while, but overall, the internal solutions have not gotten the job done, hence is why we spent the first nine or ten minutes of the show talking about the Cardinals needing to go external. Even if they can get some type of on. They, the bottom line, the Cardinals need to be more active at the deadline than they have been in quite some time. I know they made those two moves for Happ and Lester at the last deadline. You saw some, some positives come out of those deals. But the Cardinals are going to be, need to be a different type of active at this upcoming trade deadline. And I, if it's me, about a month and a handful of days out... I'm saying, why wait? You're a game behind the Brewers. Why wait? Go out there, get a move. Get a move finished up. Sure up the bullpen. Get the starting rotation help. Do something. Will that happen? Likely not. But that is what this Cardinal team needs. This Cardinal team needs pitching. There's no question about that. Let me know what you think via Twitter. DM at LJFastball. You can let me know via YouTube comments. You can email the show at LockedOnCards.gmail.com. I want to know your thoughts on the Cardinals' pitching situation. My thoughts are they need help. In the starting rotation, they need to replace Flaherty. Even though Matt's is coming back, they still think they need a, a top-tier arm better, more than Matt's. Bullpen needs help. And I understand that Jordan Hicks is coming back. I don't want to just let that fly without not talking about it. But even Jordan Hicks is borderline a question mark. Didn't have a ton of success as a starter this year. He's putting up some good numbers in Memphis, but I still think the Cardinals are going to need to do external for pitching help. I do. Uh, the Cardinals lost the series this weekend against the Chicago Cubs, in case you, you missed that. And that can't happen. Cannot lose to a fourth-place team, and they have another fourth-place team coming in tonight. So I'll talk about what went wrong in the Cardinals-Cubs series. And while I talked about the offense well in the first segment, it was the offense that did not do well in the weekend series against the Chicago Cubs. But before I talk about that series with the Chicago Cubs, I want to talk about a new product that I've talked about a little bit in the past, but it's called Athletic Greens, AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 every morning, you are going to absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. It's incredibly healthy no matter what lifestyle you live. Keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. It's healthy no matter how you live. And it is very, very inexpensive as it costs you less than $3 a day. Because you're investing in your health 
and it's cheaper than your cold boot habit, and it's also cheaper than getting all these incredible supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's it. No hassle, no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your gut health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also, want to tell you about BlueNile.com because whether you're ready to pop the question or celebrate a milestone moment to find joy as unique as her with modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com, Blue Nile has online shopping tools that help you choose the diamond size, shape, clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring as each ring is one of a kind. Or if you're just looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, don't worry, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every single budget. Make your moment sparkle today with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners, that's you, get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive, you won't find this anywhere else. It includes engagement. Just use code LOCKED ON, L O C K E D O N. Again, that's code LOCKED ON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. You can shop stress free and find your forever peace by going to BlueNile.com today. Cardinals with a tough weekend set this weekend against the Chicago Cubs. Shut out on Friday. You blow a lead on Saturday, you come back, and then you blow a five run lead. On Sunday, that's just a difficult weekend for any team, especially when it's the Cardinals, when it's your rival, you're fighting for first place, and it's at home. When you look to Friday, it was, guess who? Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks turns into Greg Maddox against the Cardinals. I know he gets compared to Maddox a lot, and I think sometimes it might be a little bit much. Maddox, or Hendricks rather, has had some good moments in his career and some good seasons, but I think it's a bit much sometimes. However, when he pitches against the Cardinals, those comps are true. He was phenomenal on Friday night, going seven and a third, five hits, did not give up an earned run. Obviously, as the Cardinals were shut out, a walk and six punch outs. His season ERA is 4.90. And he shuts out the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals, no matter what team it is, whether it was from 2016 or the 2020 team, or last year's, this year's team, the Cardinals have. No answers for Kyle Hendricks. And it's mind-boggling. It's absolutely mind-boggling. Not to take any respect away from Kyle Hendricks. Not to say that he's a bad, you know, a terrible pitcher outside of St. Louis when he doesn't pitch against the Cardinals. But it's mind-boggling that he does it so well against the Cardinals seemingly every time he pitches. Every time, without fail. Every time. It's uncomprehendable, borderline. And then beyond him, you saw the bullpen of Martin and David Robertson slam the door at the final inning in two-thirds of work. Cardinals only able to muster up five hits. You did have a double by Bader, who's also on the injured list. 
played on the Cardinals side of team side of things that day. You saw some good things from really all three pitchers, but when your your team gets shut out, it's hard. You're not going to win clearly. But you're you had Palante get a quality start. Not a huge fan of that stat, but he did. Fernandez pitched a scoreless inning, and Nick Whitgren went two scoreless innings. So some good things there. But again, the offense just disappointed on Friday. And then you move on to Saturday. Again, you get the win. You're able to, to keep pace with the Brewers, who also won on that Saturday. Took some late heroics with the Yvonne Herrera sacrifice fly and the uh, Tommy Edmund hit as well in the bottom of the eighth because you give it up in the top of the eighth with Gallegos committing his fourth-blown save of the year for the two-run home run in that eighth inning by Ortega. But the story from this game outside of the heroics, Miles Michaelis. He's probably, I'll give credit to my mom. She texted me, uh, group chat this. Miles Michaelis is probably the best 5-5 five and five pitcher you're going to see. Lower the season in the rate of 2-5-7. He goes six innings, four hits, and earned run. Walks one, strikes out nine. He's been remarkable this season. Offensively, you saw Arenado and Yepes and Carlson all with doubles, but no home runs, but you still saw them have a good day. And Nolan Arenado is starting to heat back up again. He had three hits. Goldie had two hits on that Saturday. So Saturday night was a great night at Bush. And yesterday's game, I was actually at for a little bit. This was the, the shortest amount of time I've ever been at a game. I was there for an inning and a half. I left the inning before the three home runs right by the Cardinals. I had to work at three. My brother got last-minute tickets, so he went for a little bit, and then he, my, my family stayed. Cardinals lose 6-5 in extras, a tough loss for Zach Thompson, considering he didn't give up an earned run because that runner that's placed at second base is an extra or is an unearned run. But this one is, is the highlight of the bullpen needing help. Because, yes, you saw Naughton, Fernandez, Thompson, and Woodford do pretty good things. Oviedo gave up an earned run. And Nick Whitgren gave up four earned runs, pitching an inning plus. As his season ERA sits at a 590. Cardinals go one for eight with runners in scoring position. You had the excitement, the fireworks in the third inning. And then you have the five-run fourth for the Cubs. What makes the losing to the Cubs so difficult over the weekend is that you have, again, a rival in town. It's at home. You get shut out on Friday. And then on Sunday... You have a five-run lead. You score in the first three innings, including excitement with the back-to-back home runs and the other home run by Yepes. And then you get shut out for the next seven innings. Commit two errors behind your pitching staff as well. It might be somewhat harsh to say that this was an embarrassment of a weekend, but it's about as embarrassing as a weekend can get, especially Sunday. Because Sunday's loss hurt. And it seems like the Cardinals are having more and more of those types of losses. Losses that, 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 that hurt, that are just tough pills to swallow, that eventually getting, that are getting harder and harder to move on from. The Cardinals, in my opinion, the hopes were high going into the weekend. You're in first place. Again, I said it two times already, but you had the Cubs in town. Fourth place team. And the Brewers were playing the Toronto Blue Jays out of the gauntlet that is the AL East. So you felt, at least I did, you felt really good about your chances to come into play Monday in first place in your division. You walk out of it a game behind after losing a series at home. The key to success at the major league level, to, to, to winning, winning your division, a couple things. Winning at home, beating teams within your division, and winning series. 
Cardinals were 0 for 3 on that checklist. To me, those are the three biggest keys in winning your division. Sprinkle in a little bit of luck, you'll be all right. Cardinals got no luck, and they did not help themselves at all this weekend. But the Cardinals have another team that is down in the dumps coming into play tonight at 645 first pitch in the Miami Marlins. And the Cardinals have Wainwright on the mound, but they are facing Pablo Lopez tonight. This is, again, I know baseball is a long season, but every game, every series matters. This is as close to a must-win series against a fourth-place team in late June as a series against a fourth-place team in late June can get. And it's going to be tough because of how banged up the Cardinals are right now. Talking about the Marlins series next and how the Marlins series cannot be disappointing like the Cubs series was. Talking about that in just a moment, but first I want to tell you about our title sponsor today, and that is BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find the latest sports developments, league news and reviews, including this year's NHL playoffs that just concluded yesterday. And now, Major League Baseball gets the spotlight. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, scores, and more. And, yes, there's an and, BetOnline.net is the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, and even MMA, boxing, and golf. BetOnline has it all. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Cardinals and Marlins. Uh, start game, game one is tonight as Adam Wainwright gets the ball. Coming off a little bit of a disappointing start against the Milwaukee Brewers. Cardinals facing Pablo Lopez, who dominated the St. Louis Cardinals in the Marlins series earlier this season. This Marlins team, 33-38 and 38 right now, coming into play today. In an NL East that seems to be being run by the New York Mets and Atlanta, and Atlanta Braves right now, particularly the New York Mets, but coming into play, the Mets are five games up. Miami in fourth place, 12 games out, just six games back of a wild card. So you definitely still have some hope for playoffs if the Marlins are maybe make some moves, like I just said the Cardinals should earlier. But the Marlins, what the Marlins do have is some pitching, and the Cardinals will be facing, again, Pablo Lopez again tonight. And in the series earlier this year, Against the Miami Marlins, the Cardinals won that series two games out of three. The one game that they lost in that series, this was a series in April, was on the 21st of April. The Cardinals lost 5 nothing. They were shut out by Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez is 5-3 and three with a 2-6-1 ERA. He's got 83 strikeouts on the season. He is no joke. He is legit. Cardinals will counter with Adam Wainwright. And looking to the series probables, because when you're looking at the probables, especially with the Miami Marlins, you always got to wonder, are you getting Sandy Alcantara or are you missing him? Well, again, tonight it's Pablo Lopez. Tomorrow it's Braxton Garrett, a lefty. So likely see Albert Pujols in the lineup on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, the Miami Marlins are sending Sandy Alcantara. You get hope for two days. And then you get Sandy Alcantara. Sandy Alcantara has been one of the best pitchers in baseball this season. 7-3, 195-year, 94 strikeouts. He is the front runner for Cy Young, in my opinion, and in most people's opinions. So, yes, it's a must-win, or it's a team that you should beat. 
However, you're facing arguably the, the, the Marlins' two best pitchers. So from an offensive standpoint, it's going to be difficult. Also, from an injury standpoint, it's going to be difficult. You're down Molina, and some people might say that's a positive, just with how bad Molina's been this year, and that's a discussion for a different time. Talked about that before. But you're down Molina. You're down O'Neill. You're down Bader. So your outfield is likely going to be some combination of Carlson, Newtbar, or Yepes. But you're still down two big hitters there. You're, again, you're down the pitchers that we've already talked about. This is a banged-up team. Not the dog days quite yet, but this is a team that might be feeling like it's a dog days with how injured and banged-up they really are. So, yeah, you might look at it like, hey, it's the Marlins. Cardinals should have no problem. But when you look a little bit deeper, you might see the Cardinals might indeed have problems with the Marlins this, this week. How can the Cardinals make it less disappointing than the Cubs series? And by less disappointing, I mean simply winning the series. Well, they're going to have to do it by beating one of two Marlins aces in Lopez and Alcantara. And Alcantara was really good on his start against the Cardinals earlier this year. Cardinals found a way to win that game. Bottom line, offense has to show that it's capable. And not just show that they can score five runs in three innings and then get shut out the rest of the game. Because it was really exciting there on, on early on that Sunday. I was driving to work after I left, listening on the radio, back-to-back home runs. You get a third by Yepes. You think Cardinals are cruising. And then they got bruised up and got beat. They weren't cruising for a bruising, but they got bruised anyways. A little pun there for you. Play on words, rhyme, something. I don't know. Sounded fun in my head, so I said it out loud. <laughs> Bottom line, playoff teams. I talk about this a lot. What is a playoff team? What situations do playoff teams avoid? What situations do playoff teams take, take advantage of? Playoff teams do not lose two series in a row at home to two separate fourth-place teams. Now, circumstances of these two series are a little bit different, not to be biased, but they, they were a little bit different. You're injured coming into the Cubs series. Flaherty gets hurt in the middle of the game on Sunday. That's, that's difficult, okay? And this is this fourth-place team can pitch when you talk about the Marlins. This is no maybe, maybe not an ordinary fourth-place team in a division. Only six games out of a playoff spot with a new playoff structure. But the point that I said to start that little tidbit remains. Playoff teams do not get beat at home two series in a row by two separate fourth-place teams. It simply cannot and should not happen. Cardinals travel to Philadelphia after this series with the Marlins. Before that, take care of business against Miami. Plain and simple. Tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking a little bit more about pitching, some options the Cardinals might have. Also take a maybe a little bit of a deeper look at Herrera and obviously talk about the game that is going on tonight. Before I go, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep into the MLB stars of tomorrow, especially with the MLB draft coming up around the corner. Be sure to stay tuned in to Locked on MLB Prospects. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like the Locked on Cardinals podcast. Sorry for the lack of shows last week. Just going to say sorry. Apologize. Won't happen again. Five shows this week. Going to be exciting. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave a review where possible and tell your friends and family. And until I talk to you guys the next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.